Hello and greetings everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland and I serve as the Senior Pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. Hello and good afternoon. It's your boy, Pastor Strick, and I'm here with another edition of Ed Talk. That's right. I'm here to help give you truth, to help you live your best life. And I'm so glad to see so many of you who are joining us again on another Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Can you believe we are almost finished with the first quarter of this year? My goodness, time is going by. And so we don't have any time to waste to make sure we are thinking right, we are acting right, and we are living right. So here's what I'm going to ask you guys to do. I'm going to ask you to help me with a little social media outreach. That's right. I want you to go ahead and tag your friends. I want you to tag your family members. Listen, if you've been rocking with me for the last uh, previous three Ed Talks, then you know that my goal is to help share something with you that's going to help you to think differently, which will ultimately help you to act differently which will ultimately help you live out your best life. I told you several uh, Ed Talks ago that my goal is to focus on the three M's. What's the three M's? I'm talking about mindset, I'm talking about money, and I'm talking about marriage. And today is no different. We're going to tackle a topic today that I believe many of us need to either visit or revisit so that we can make sure that we have the right mindset in order to not only set our goals, but to actually have the right corresponding action steps that's going to lead us down the path of obtaining those goals so that we can live our life to its maximum potential, right? We want to live our life to its maximum potential. And so today, we're going to jump right into today's teaching I know many of you are on your lunch break, and I appreciate you spending this time with me. Some of you are going to watch this live. Some of you are going to watch it on the replay. And I just always like to know. So if you're watching it live, go ahead real quick. Just jump to the comment section. Won't take you but a moment. And just type hashtag live. Just use the hashtag and then the word live. And if you happen to be catching this on the replay, that's cool, too. Your boy, Pastor Strick, doesn't mind. But just go ahead and hashtag replay as well. And so we're going to get right in to today's teaching. I don't want to belabor the point. I want us to jump right into this because if you were with me on last Tuesday, then you know we talked about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. And man, I got so many people who sent me um, messages and, and emails and texts saying that it was really eye-opening for them when they spent the time really thinking about how they limit themselves and what their mind is doing to them. And they weren't even aware of it. So if you weren't here last week and you haven't heard the teaching about overcoming self-limiting beliefs, 
when we're done today, man, jump over to my page, go to my Facebook page and just scroll down um, until the till, till last Tuesday and you'll be able to see that teaching there. And, and you're going to want to take a listen to it because it's going to dovetail really good into what we're going to be talking about today. So what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about the power of a growth mindset, having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Some of you may actually be familiar with this terminology and others may not be. In either way, it's okay because I believe that at the end of today, we're going to all end up in the same place. And so we're going to be talking about how not only do we need to have a growth mindset, but why do we need to have a growth mindset and what's the benefit? What is it going to do for us if, if we have a growth mindset? And then how do I know? if I have a growth mindset or not. And so we're going to jump into today's teaching. You know me, I'm always wanting to give you some, some practical steps, some things you can leave this broadcast with and be able to go back to your desk, go back to your kitchen, go back to your bedroom, whatever, in your car, whatever you're doing, as soon as this is over, I want there to be at least one thing that you can think about and you go, you know what? I can make that one change today. That is one thing I can do. I can make that change today. And if you can do that, then I feel like I've been successful. And so let's get into today's teaching about the power of a growth mindset. I'm going to open with this quote, and I'm probably going to read it a couple of times throughout the teaching. But I just want you to just hear this quote. There's a quote that says, with the right mindset, we cannot lose. Okay, with the right mindset, you and I, we cannot lose. We either practice what we've learned or we learn what we need to practice. Do you see that? When we have the right kind of mindset, we're in a we're in a no lose situation. Why? Because we're either practicing what we've learned or we realize we haven't learned it and we know what we need to practice. But the mindset is never a mindset of defeat. It's always a mindset of learning and growing. And so we're going to begin to talk about the power of a growth mindset. I want to start off with this question. and I don't want you to answer it for your neighbor. I don't want you to answer it for your mom or dad, your spouse or your children. I want you to answer this question for you. OK, I want you to answer this question for you. And here's the question. Do you believe that the way we think about ourselves and our abilities, do you believe that they shape our lives? Okay, that's the question. Do you believe that the way, and let's make this personal, do you believe that the way you think, okay, about yourself and about your own talents, skills, and abilities, do you believe that those things, the way you think, shape your life? OK, and while you're pondering that, let me go ahead and, and just move on and give you the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those things, how you think about yourself, how you view yourself, how you think about your skills, your talents, your abilities and your intellect. All of those things will shape how your life plays out. Why? Because there's a scriptural reference that backs this up. It says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, whatever you think about yourself is what you eventually become. 
Why? Because your actions will be in line with your thinking and will lead you to that reality, even if it's not a reality you want to be in. So as a man, as a woman, as a person thinks in their heart, so they become. So you understand the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about our intellect, the way we think about our talents, they not only affect the way we feel, they also affect what we can achieve. Whether we stick to new habits or not, whether or not we decide that there are certain habits we need to tweak or change, whether or not we decide if we're going to go on to develop new skills that we may need to enhance our life and level up, or whether or not uh, we're going to ever actually reach our maximum potential. The way we think about ourselves, the way we think about our own intellect, the way we think about our own talents, the way we think about our own skills, and the way we think about our own abilities has an enormous amount uh, of, of reasoning for how we end up living the lives that we live. See, if you go back and you begin to, to study some of, some of this idea about mindset, you will find that a lot of science, especially older science, told us that the human brain actually stops developing in childhood. Now, praise God, there's been a lot of research, a lot of brain research and metacognitive research out there that shows us that that actually is not true. We now know that the brain, no matter what age you are, is constantly evolving and constantly changing. In fact, research says that many parts of our brain respond to experiences. And when, the, when, and when, we, and when our brain responds to those experiences, our software, right, because your brain's like a computer, um, what's happening on the inside of it is the software of our lives. And so the software of our brain is being updated through learning experiences. So what does that mean? It means the more we learn, the more we experience, the more we encounter, our brain is retaining that information and attaching it to previously known knowledge. And so if you, if you have the wrong mindset, about what learning can produce for you, then it's like the software has a bug in it and it doesn't work appropriately. See, despite the neurological facts, some people still believe and still think that you are stuck with the talents and the smarts that you were born with. There is a researcher and her name is a psychologist. She's a psychologist by trade. Her name is Dr. Carol Dwick. And she was at Stanford University and she, she, she started doing this research years ago and it became a groundbreaking research for her because she became the first researcher to actually explore this idea of what we now call a fixed or a growth mindset, right? In fact, Dr. DeWick was investigating why some people fail and others succeed when she made this groundbreaking discovery. And in, in many places of business, many schools of education, uh, many, many, many athletes, uh, sports psychologists and those people have now adopted the research of Dr. Derwick because we understand that the brain is always changing and growing and evolving based on learning experiences. Pastor Edwin, why is all this important? Because I'm going to try to my best to convince you that if you identify in this fixed mindset category, that it's going to be imperative for you to make the shift. Because if you don't make the shift in your thinking, then you will not be able to live out to your maximum potential 
to reach your dreams and discover all that you have been created to be because you are having, like we talked about last week, those self-limiting beliefs that put you into a fixed mindset ratio. Okay. See, in DeWitt's research, what she found contrary to popular opinion, is that it's actually more beneficial not to praise natural talent, not to praise natural ability, but to embrace and to praise the process. Listen, those of you who are watching with me today, go ahead and type this in the comment section. Say, I embrace the process. I embrace the process. That's right. I embrace the process. I might not be the most talented. I might not be the most skilled. I might not be the most um, uh, knowledgeable when I first show up, but I embrace the process. And because I embrace the process, my brain, my software has the ability to change, to learn and to evolve and to get me to have the skills, to have the talents and have the abilities that I need to live out my maximum potential. In fact, Dr. DeWeek's research says in particular that what we should be focused on more than natural talent and natural abilities is effort, strategies, and persistence. Effort, strategies, and persistence. And the great thing about effort, strategy, and persistence, those things are not innate. Those things can be learned. Those things can be developed. Those things can be uh, uh, shored up. They can be made better, right? That what we need to focus on, she says, in particular, is effort, strategies, and persistence. The other thing we talked about maybe two or three weeks ago is developing resiliency, right? Because you need to have resiliency because when you don't come to the table with all the talent, skills, and abilities, there may be times that you fail. But failing doesn't mean that I'm not gifted enough to do it. Remember what we said early on when we started with that quote? We said with the right mindset, we can't lose. That. Go ahead and type that. The, go ahead and type that for me in the comment section. Say, I have the mindset to not lose. I have the mindset to not lose. Why? Because when we have the right mindset, we can't lose. Why? Because we either practice what we've learned or we learn what we need to practice. Right. So, one of the things that we learn in in through Dr. DeWick's research, and this is based on her own words. She says that people who have a fixed mindset, that is a mind, and we'll talk about what that mindset is, but uh, if something is fixed, it means it doesn't move. It, it means it stays in one place. It's, 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 it's positioned um, in, in, in a place where it is not able to change. And so in her research, she says that fixed mindset people, they believe that they have a certain amount of intelligence. They have a certain amount of skill. They have a certain amount of ability. And that's that. That's it. They, they have a certain amount and that's all they have. And as a result of that, she says their goal in life, now listen to this, their goal in life becomes twofold. Okay. Their goal in life becomes twofold. What's their, what's their two goals in life? One, to show up into spaces and to look as smart as they can all the time. At the same time, simultaneously doing everything they can to fight the feeling of looking dumb. 
Now think about that. Think about how that, think about what that means. And I'm, I'm going to give you a scripture uh, that goes along with that, that shows you how dangerous that is. They want to show up in a space and they want to look as smart as they can. Simultaneously fighting that fixed mindset feeling that they're not talented enough, they're, they're not skilled enough, they don't have the, the most ability, and what they're trying to do is to never look dumb. So they have two competing agendas going on at the same time. Now, I read in my Bible, it says that a double-minded man, come on, somebody, is unstable in all of their ways. They are unstable in all of their ways. So having a fixed mindset even though it sounds like it's stable, it's actually very unstable because it presents a bug in your brain's software system so that you're not able to do what your brain is naturally designed to do, which is to grow and evolve and change with new learning experiences. So let's jump in and talk about this. What is the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset? And what do we need to do to evaluate where we are and if we find ourselves lacking in some areas, what do we need to do to get to that growth mindset area? So first of all, let's say this. A growth mindset is a belief system. It is a belief system that your intelligence, your abilities, and your personal qualities can be developed and improved through hard work, through dedication, through persistence and perseverance. You believe that whatever you showed up with is not where you have to end up with. That you, you believe that your intelligence, your abilities, and your personal qualities can be developed. Will it take hard work? Yes. Will it take dedication? Sure it will. Will it take some persistence? You betcha. And it's going to take some perseverance. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to dig in. You're going to have to be one of those people who don't give up don't cave in and don't quit every time something is hard. My wife says this all the time. And so I'm going to have you to go ahead and type this in the comment section today. Say, I can do hard things until it becomes easy. I can do hard things. Some of you really ought to type that. All of you that are on this broadcast right now, you ought to type that for yourself so you can see it. You can see your name beside those words in this broadcast. I can do hard things until they become easy. And you can, you absolutely can. You have the perseverance to do that. Understand a growth mindset is simply an idea that you can improve and grow. You can improve and grow from your current state. It is an idea or belief system that your potential is not fixed or predetermined. Just because somebody, uh, you know, may be outperforming you today doesn't mean it always has to be that way. Just because you, you may not be outperforming yourself today, you know, because I think sometimes the greatest competition is not who I compete against. It's did I do better today than I did yesterday. I'm competing against myself. And so this growth mindset says I have the ability to grow and improve and that I don't what I showed up with is not what I have to end with. A growth mindset is a powerful mindset because it can help you achieve success in any area. And in fact, in all areas of your life, you know, even when we talk about being a born again Christian and, 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 and I don't do a lot of scripture in my ed talks, 
But I'm a pastor, so I can't get away from that. And one of the things that I say to people all the time who I happen to either pastor or mentor or get a chance to father in the faith, what I tell them all the time is this, is that you have to understand that success has to be worked for. You have to work for success. It doesn't just show up. And so there are people who may be more successful than you, but it may not be at all that they were just more talented than you. It may be that they have put in the work. And sometimes for us, we show up and if things aren't easy, we don't like to put in the work. But if you have a growth mindset, a growth man's growth mindset says, I embrace the process. And so that's what it means to have a growth mindset. Okay, well, what does it mean to have the fixed mindset? Almost just the opposite of what we just described. A fixed mindset is also a belief system, but it's a belief system that your intelligence, your abilities and your personal qualities are set and they cannot be changed or developed with greater capacity. This means that you literally see yourself and your abilities and your potential, hear me, as limited. You see yourself as, as having what you have and all you can ever do is make the best of what you have. And as a result of this belief system, you end up going through life avoiding challenges or difficult tasks because you believe you're not capable of succeeding. Remember, a person with a fixed mindset has a twofold uh, agenda at work at the same time. They're trying to be as smart as they can be without appearing as dumb as they don't want to be. And that's a competing agenda. And as a result, people look for the path of least resistance. People with a fixed mindset look for the path of leaf resistance. They are always looking to stay in their comfort zone. They are never looking to take risk. They never want to step out on faith or step out into the deep. Why? Because that means that I might end up looking dumb and my goal is to look as smart as I can. So if I lower my expectation of what I have of myself and what others have of me, then I will meet that expectation and I will appear smart even though I'm feeling really dumb. You see how that you see how that's working? And some of you have to be honest and say, wait a minute, he's describing the, the conversations I have with myself. And if so, then you have to admit, hey, I may be functioning in this fixed mindset and, and, and I don't like the results that it's getting me. And so what am I going to have to do to change? Understand, a growth mindset is important. Why? Because it allows you to approach challenges and setbacks with a positive attitude and a willingness to learn and grow. Okay? That's why you need a positive uh, mindset. And not just positive, but you need a growth mindset. You need a mindset that says, hey, I embrace the process. Hey, I realize that challenges can be difficult, but I embrace them. I realize that opportunities that are new for me may push me out of my comfort zone, but I'm comfortable going outside of my comfort zone and making a new zone comfortable. See, with a growth mindset, you are more likely to persevere through challenges. You are more likely to see failures as opportunities rather than reasons to give up, cave in, and quit. You are more likely to see challenges as learning opportunities, right? It's, it's, it's like that quote we said, we either practice what we know or we learn what we need to practice. People who have a growth mindset say, oh, okay, I messed up on that. What can I learn from it? 
a person with a fixed mindset says, oh, I tried something new. It didn't work. I'm never doing that again. I'm going to go back into my bubble. I'm going to go back into the comfort zone. I'm going to keep playing it safe and I'm going to keep playing small. And even though I want something big, I don't think I can have it because I have a fixed mindset. And what I'm trying to do is push you out of there because I want you to dream big. I want you to live big. I want you to set big goals. I want you to have big, massive action. I want you to go after those BHAGs, your big, hairy, audacious goals that you set for yourself. And this mindset helps you to lead to greater success. It helps you to lead to deeper self-personal development. As you are not limited by a fixed set of abilities or qualities or thinking that your intellect is just what it is. Again, in contrast, a fixed mindset will limit your potential. It'll prevent you from reaching your goals. When you believe that your abilities are set and cannot be improved, you are going to become far less likely to take risk. Who, who are my risk takers out there? Listen, everybody on this broadcast right now, even if you're not, I need you to by faith make this declaration. Say, I am a risk taker. Now, being a risk taker doesn't mean I get in an airplane and I jump out without a parachute. Okay, that's not what a risk taker is. A risk taker says, hey, I've always wanted to skydive, so I'm going to go to class. I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to make sure that my parachute and all my gear is right, and I'm going to jump out the plane with my parachute and have a good experience. That's taking a risk. I'm not talking about uncalculated risk. But you got to learn to be a risk taker. People who have a fixed mindset are not risk takers. They will not try new things. They will not seek out new challenges. They will not try to go down roads that others haven't been down before. Why? Because they're in this fixed state of being. And the problem with being in this fixed state of being is that this can lead to a lack of personal growth and development in your life. And ultimately, it can hinder or stop your success. But by adopting a growth mindset, you can achieve success in any area of your life. So let's talk real quick. We have about, uh, about 30 minutes left. We have about 30 minutes left, and we want to talk about how do we develop a growth mindset that requires conscious effort and a willingness to change our perspective. We have to have... A, it's going to take a conscious effort for us to do this, and we must be willing to change our perspective. So let's talk about the first thing we need to do. The first thing we have to do is we have to recognize, okay, and acknowledge the areas where we have a fixed mindset. The first step to developing a growth mindset is to recognize that we have one, right? I got to pay attention uh, to the faults uh, and the beliefs and, and, and what I think about my own talent, skill and abilities and my potential. And I have to identify the areas where I tend to give up easily. And what are the areas where I avoid challenges? You know, if you don't do anything else with anything else I say today, I want you to take this opportunity to write this number one down somewhere, take a screenshot with your phone, and I want you to meditate over the next couple of days about this particular thing. Where do I have a fixed mindset? Do I have a fixed mindset about money? Do I have a fixed mindset about love? Do I have a fixed mindset about my marriage? Do I have a fixed mindset about my kids? Do I have a fixed mindset about my career? Do I have a fixed mindset about life in general, about my health? Where, what areas of my life am I fixed in and I don't see areas 
where I can grow or, or, or I don't see areas where I am, I am willing to challenge the status quo in my life or I, I, I give up easily at every single thing that comes my way when it's not easy for me. You have to recognize and acknowledge the areas that you may have a fixed mindset. And you have to make a decision that having a fixed not a fixed mindset doesn't benefit you. You have to ask yourself the question, even after you identify it. If you say, okay, Pastor Ed, when I have a fixed mindset about finances, okay, how is that benefiting you? Okay. And then the other question is, what would life be like if you didn't have a fixed mindset about money, but you had an open or a growth mindset about money? What would that do for you? What would it do for your family? What would it do for your, your children? What kind of legacy could you possibly leave that you may not be able to leave in this fixed mindset belief system? Okay. So you got to recognize and acknowledge the areas in which you have a fixed mindset. Here's the second thing you got to do. You got to challenge those beliefs. You know, I don't even know if you can do number two today. I ask you to do number one and to really, you know, get that one taken care of. But once you've done it, maybe you can go faster. And once you've identified those areas, now you got to step up and you got to begin to challenge your beliefs. And challenging your beliefs are not, are not, are, is not easy because a lot of times our beliefs are um, hardwired into the way we've been thinking for so long. And, and most of us don't like giving up our belief systems, right? We believe something. And, and let me and let me show you how the brain works. Let me, let me just show you how the brain works so you will understand the fight that you may be in for. You know, uh, back in, I believe it was 2002, I think it was, um, Joyce Meyer wrote a book entitled The Battlefield of the Mind, right? And in that book, she talks about a lot of things, but one of the points she makes in the book that I never forgot is that your brain wants to hold on to whatever belief it first received. Now, now, now think about that. That means that if your brain received a bad belief system first, even when it encounters a new, better belief system, the brain wants to hold on to the one it received first. So you're going to have to challenge some beliefs that you had because some of those beliefs are not good beliefs and they don't serve you in reaching the goals you want to reach. So you're going to have to learn to challenge those beliefs and sit in uh, the tension between the two. Well, this is what my grandma told me. Well, this is what my mama told me. Maybe this is what my church told me. But here is, here is a new belief that, that's backed up by, by, by evidence, in fact, and, and, and I now have to challenge this old belief if I'm going to want to change. Because once you've identified your fixed mindset beliefs, you have to then uh, almost give them an eviction notice in order to get them out. You have to bombard them with more of the new belief in order to uproot the old wrong beliefs. You have to ask yourself questions like, why do you believe that your abilities or your talents 
or your skills are fixed. Who told you that? Who told you that you couldn't be X, Y, and Z? Who told you that you'd never be able to live in X, Y, or Z neighborhood? Whoever told you that you'd never find someone to love you unconditionally? Who told you that you'd never fill in the blank? Who told you that? And then you have to look for evidence that contradicts that fixed mindset. You know, uh, when we talk to people in our church uh, about healing, you know, we tell people just because the doctor gives you a, a report, that report is a diagnosis. It is that doctor's best uh, medical and professional advice. But Jesus said, or the Bible tells us that by his stripes, we are healed. Now, for a believer, that is truth, okay? The fact may be that the doctor says there, there's cancer in your body, okay? That can be a fact, but we know that facts are subject to change. Truth does not. So the truth is, by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed, uh-huh? So I get the doctor's report. I don't ignore it, but I have to challenge those beliefs. I have to challenge what the enemy wants me to buy into, that I only have six months to live, that I only have a year to live, only got five years. This is incurable. Nothing is incurable when it encounters truth. And the truth is, by his stripes, we are healed. So I have to learn to challenge those fixed mindset beliefs. I have to remind myself that through effort and practice, I can improve my level of thinking. And if I improve my level of thinking, I will improve my level of actions. If I choose my, my level of actions, then I can improve the level of my life. Okay. So the first thing you got to do is to recognize whether or not you have a fixed mindset. And then you have to challenge the beliefs of that fixed mindset. And then the next thing you have to do is you have to embrace those challenges. Instead of avoiding challenges that come in your life, you got to learn to seek out challenges. You got to learn to embrace new challenges. When you encounter a difficult task, remind yourself that it is an opportunity to learn and to grow. Challenges are just opportunities to learn and to grow. When faced with a challenge, Approach it with a positive attitude and a willingness to learn. Focus on the process of learning and improving rather than just achieving the result. Remember, we said we'd like to embrace the process. We embrace the process. And when you learn to embrace the process, you will learn to embrace challenges. Go ahead and type this in the comment section. Say, I embrace challenges. I embrace challenges. And once you get to the place where you don't mind embracing challenges, now you need to change how you talk. Now you need to change your language, okay? You need to adopt a growth-oriented language, okay? Most of the time, if you find any area where you have had a fixed mindset, you have had fixed mindset language. What do I mean by that? The words you use can have a major impact on your mindset. So you got to learn to use language that reflects a growth mindset. You got to learn to say stuff like, I can learn this if I try. You got to learn to say stuff like, I am able to do hard things. Instead of, 
I don't know if I can do this, or I'm not good at this, or I could never learn this. You've got to change your language, right? The Bible says that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. So I can judge what I'm thinking in my heart by what I'm saying. Am I telling myself these self-limiting beliefs? Go back and listen to last Tuesday. Go back and listen to it. If I'm telling myself these self-limiting beliefs, then it's going to impact my ability to have a growth mindset because I'm going to be saying what's in my heart. I can, I can, I can say right now, okay, I have a growth mindset. But in my heart, if I have a fixed belief system, what's going to come out of my mouth is not what I'm just thinking in my head. And I can just say because you told me to say it, it's going to be what's really in my heart. I use this example all the time. If you go and get an orange and you squeeze that orange, what's going to happen? The only thing that's going to come out of that orange is what? And we all know the answer. Orange juice right? You're not going to get pineapple juice. You're not going to get apple juice. You're not going to get grape juice. The only thing you're going to get out of that orange is orange juice. Why? Because that's the only thing that's inside of that orange. So if all we ever hear you say is fixed mindset language, then it doesn't matter that you tell us you have a growth mindset. We know what you really have by what you say. So you got to practice fixing your language. You got to practice fixing your language. How do I fix my language? By getting better language, getting the right language. Okay. Again, you say things like, I can learn this if I try, rather than I can never be able to do this. Okay. You got to learn to say something different. Number five, after you change your language, then you need to understand that you've got to emphasize your effort over your talent. Dr. DeWitt's one of her things was well, we don't we don't praise natural talent and ability more than we praise effort and persistence and perseverance and resiliency, right? Emphasize your effort over your talent. What do I mean by that? Don't believe inherently that success is only for those who are naturally talented. Success is not just for those who are naturally talented. Instead, I need you to focus on putting in the effort and hard work to achieve the goals you set for yourself. We talked very early on in one of my first ed talks about the power of belief. And that when you have the power of belief, you have to believe that you are able to do those things even when they seem impossible. Because the Bible says that all things are possible to him or her that believe, okay? To them that believe. So you got to emphasize to yourself that your effort is actually more important than the natural ability that you may have shown up with. Focus on the effort you put into the task rather than just your natural talent. Recognize that talent is only a starting point and that hard work and dedication are what will ultimately lead to success. I tell people all of this, hard works beat hard works hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard let me say that again hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and that is so true because talent is kind of like motivation it's the thing that's going to get you started but what's going to get you across the finish line if you tuned into a couple of ed talks ago we talked about it it's discipline 
Discipline is going to get you across the finish line. And if you lack discipline, then you're not going to get across that, that finish line. If all you have is talent, talent can only take you so far. You know, people talk about how great Michael Jordan was, and he was great. But never forget, Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. He was not the most talented kids in that particular class, just naturally. But what that, what that did to Michael is it gave him a drive that almost no human being in sports has ever had. And as a result, it made him one of the, if not the, best basketball player of all time. Why? Because hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Somebody might ought to go ahead and put that in the comment section. You ought to, some of you, you need to write that. Some of you ought to type that up and put it on your computer, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your mirror in your bathroom. You need to see that. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You got to learn to celebrate the process and your progress. You got to learn to celebrate the process and your progress. No matter how small it is, recognize it and that with consistent effort, you can get better. At our church this year, we have a, a phrase that we know is not grammatically correct, but we've been saying it and we're going to keep saying it in this whole year. And it is that this year is going to get gooder and gooder. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know it's not grammatically correct, but at our church, that's our phrase for this year. It's getting gooder and gooder. And here's the reason it's getting gooder and gooder for us. We embrace the process. We're not afraid to learn. We're not afraid to get out of our comfort zone. We're not afraid to challenge, uh, 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 new, take a challenge and look at new opportunities. We're not afraid of that. And as a result, life for us, as we trust God, gets gooder and gooder. Okay? We emphasize effort over talent. And, and once you begin to do that, it puts you out of, it moves you beyond this fixed mindset to this growth mindset. Now, when you get in a growth mindset, the thing you have to understand is, hey, we embrace mistakes, right? So that's, 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 that's number six. You have to learn from mistakes. If you're going to be a growth-minded person, mistakes can't be something that puts you on the sideline. I'm going to go back to that quote that we started with when we started our ad talk on today, with the right mindset, we cannot lose. We either practice what we learn or we learn what we need to practice, right? So we don't, we don't run from mistakes. We see mistakes as learning opportunities, right? We don't see mistakes as failures. We see them as a way to learn and grow. In fact, when we make a mistake, we analyze what went wrong and we figure out what we can do better next time. That's why life for us gets gooder and gooder. We don't view mistakes as failures, but we view them as opportunities to learn and grow. And likewise, when you make a mistake, you got to gotta analyze what went wrong and you have to make the decision, hey, this was an opportunity for me to learn what I can do differently. Maybe I need uh, uh, someone who's more uh, learned in the field. Maybe I need to go take a class. Maybe I need to read a book. Maybe I need to reevaluate my steps. Maybe I, maybe I need to seek some more advice. Whatever it is, 
even if I fail, I learn something from it with a growth mindset, with a fixed mindset. It tells it, it just it just solidifies for me what I always thought, which is was I, I'm not talented enough. I'm not gifted enough. Uh, I, my, my abilities come up short. And so we got to learn to shift our mindset out of that so that we become people who say, hey, if I made a mistake, it's just an opportunity for me to learn to do something different. Now, here's number seven is tough. And here's why number seven is tough. In fact, I have a whole entire master class that I teach just around this next thing you have to do in order to have a growth mindset. And I don't know if I'll come back and teach it on, a, on an ed talk or not. I may, but I literally have an entire master class that I've taught several times. I teach it to college students and to high school students and to adults in, in, in both the education and business sector. Why? Because this next thing is so important if you're going to actually be able to learn from your mistakes. And that is you have to seek out feedback and you have to be able to take feedback. And lots of people struggle with taking feedback. There is a difference, and I can't get into it today. There's a difference between feedback and criticism. There's a difference between feedback and criticism. And if you don't have the emotional intelligence to differentiate between the two, you will see them both as criticism. Let me say that again. If you lack emotional intelligence and you don't have a growth mindset, you will see both feedback and criticism as criticism, okay? And, and, and you won't be able to learn from your mistakes. Let me just say this about seeking feedback because I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into too much of this because so much of it is in, is in my master class and, and you need some foundation to really, really understand it. But let me say this, don't be afraid to seek out feedback, okay? Make sure you know who you're seeking it from um, the person you're seeking it from ought to have your best intentions uh, at hand. They should be someone who is also emotionally uh, mature and, and has a level of emotional intelligence to be able to provide proper feedback. But once you've done that and you seek them out for feedback, embrace the feedback as a means and an opportunity for improvement. You know, asking for feedback from others can put you in a vulnerable state, but it can also help you identify areas for growth and for development, places that you need to um, to grow in, places you may be uh, weak in, areas that may cause you to trip up in the future if you don't do something with those areas. Feedback can help you identify areas for improvement, and it can help you grow and develop even new skills so that when you face new challenges, you have new tools in your toolbox, okay? Let me just say that. If you're going to do number six, which we said you have to learn from your mistakes, and you do, then you're going to have to do that by being able to seek out and embrace feedback, okay? And then once you get that feedback, you can't let that feedback crush you, okay? You cannot be so immature that because someone tells you that there's a particular way you can improve, you take that feedback as a slight against you. For instance, if someone said to me, I don't know if it's true or not, I'm making this up, but if it's true, it's true. If they said, hey, when you do air talk, if you wouldn't talk with your hands so much, it wouldn't distract us on camera. OK, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Okay, but if I get enough people who tell me that that's a distraction for them and I don't want to be a distraction for them, then I have to be mature enough to listen to that feedback and then embrace the change. 
Okay. And when I embrace the change and I have to do number eight, I have to be persistent. I, what does that mean? That means I have to work on figuring out what I can do so I don't use my hands so much. Sometimes what I do when I give a presentation is I keep something in my hand, a laser power, a laser pointer, or I take my hand like right now and I put it inside of my hoodie uh, pocket, right? Because even though my arm is moving, I'm not waving my hand across the screen. Why? Because if I want to be better, I have to learn to take feedback and I have to learn to employ that feedback in such a way that it produces the desired outcome that I want. What's the desired outcome that I want? For you not to be distracted doing my ed talk. Now, I said all that to say, I don't know if that's true or not. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if it is, then I have to be willing to work on that. Okay. I cannot be a person who gives up easily. Okay. Persistence is key to achieving success. Type that in the comment section. Persistence is key to achieving success. Persistence is key to achieving success. We must remember that setbacks and failures are just temporary. Setbacks and failures are just temporary and that with persistence, we get to overcome them, okay? But, but you don't overcome anything you're not persistent about. I was watching um, the other day, uh, Cedric and, and Davina Vaughn, they have uh, a new baby girl. And, and, and I guess she's close to nine months old. And she was in the children's church and, and, and Cedric had her down and she was she was learning to crawl and, 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 and getting almost able to, to position herself to try to stand up. And, and I watched her do that over and over and over and over again. When when a child is trying to learn to crawl or walk, they're persistent. They're persistent. In fact, if you had a child and that child wasn't crawling or walking by the time they were one year old, you would think something was wrong. If the child just decided, well, I'm not going to crawl because I couldn't do it the first time. But you know what's so great about children? They're not even hardwired like that. They're not even hardwired like that. Most of us, if we have a fixed mindset, it's because of what we've encountered in our life. We show up with the growth mindset. Babies want to explore. They want to see and do and learn new things. But, but when life starts to happen to us, that is when, if we're not careful, we can go into, right, having a fixed mindset. Why? Because we adopt what we talked about last week, those self-limiting beliefs, okay? And if you adopt self-limiting beliefs, they will gradually push you over into having a fixed mindset belief system. So we got to be persistent. And then lastly, we got to be a people who embrace learning. Okay. We got to be a people who embrace learning. Go ahead and type this in the comment section. Say, I am a lifelong learner. Come on now. I, I know you say, well, Pastor David, I'm tired of typing. Type this one. I am a lifelong learner. Embracing learning. You have to become Literally, a person who loves to learn, a person who doesn't mind learning and hearing new things. You have to have a love for learning. You have to be curious. You have to be a person who's always seeking out new ways to improve, to get better, to be more efficient, uh, to develop internally. You have to have that internal drive to want to know more. 
my wife and I, I think that's one of the reasons we're we're really we we're a really good fit. And the people who are in our tribe are like that as well. We love learning new stuff. We love understanding what we did not know the day before. And if you're not a person who embraces learning, it's very easy to get into a fixed mindset because it can lull you into a comfort zone. Learning something new is always going to challenge you. Why? Because remember what I told you? Your brain wants to hold on to whatever belief you got first. So whatever belief you got first, you got 12 new beliefs. Now you got to take those 12 new beliefs and you got to challenge them against this old belief. And you got to try to make the decision about which one is more aligned to truth. And for us as believers, that's with God. Which one aligns more to truth? And then which one of those can I work on that's going to help me reach or obtain my goal and help me to live out my best life? So I have to embrace learning. I got to be curious about new knowledge. I got to be willing to challenge myself. I have to be honest and say, you know, I want to try new experiences. And when those new experiences come, I can't shy away from them. When those new challenges come, I can't be like, no, 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 I'm too comfortable. I've got to, I can't just say it. I got to have actions that line up with developing this growth mindset. Why? Because there is power in having a growth mindset. We have to remember this one thing. We have to remember that developing a growth mindset will take time and practice, okay? It's gonna take time and it's gonna take practice, but all throughout the process, you must be intentional. You must be intentional. If you are not intentional about uh, having a growth mindset, you will always seek to take the path of least resistance. You must also learn to be patient with yourself. And you got to keep working towards adopting a growth-oriented perspective. There are still areas in my life I have to challenge myself on. You know, I have to challenge myself about not just seeing, and I'll give you a prime example. I probably said this two or three weeks. I have a book coming out at the end of um, April 1st of May, okay? That's still the date. Even though there's still lots more edits to be done, that's still the day. People have told me for years I should write a book. But for years, I had a self-limiting belief. Go back and listen to that message, that teaching, that ed talk. I had self-limiting beliefs about no one wants to hear what I have to say. Why would anyone read a book that I wrote? What do I have to say that, that, that somebody else hasn't already said? And because of that, it stopped me from ever really pursuing and doing something that and I can honestly say, maybe the Lord told me to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, I've heard God really clearly about some things. I didn't really hear God say, you got to write a book. But I heard lots of people telling me I should write a book. And at some point I had a desire to do it, but I had a self-limiting belief that says, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say? What? That's why I wouldn't do an ad talk. Why do I want to get on video? Who's going to come and watch me talk for 50 minutes? Why would anybody want to do that? It was a self-limiting belief. But I have to keep pushing the envelope, right? I have to keep pushing the envelope and keep challenging myself to get out of that fixed mindset about it. Or it's very easy to just say, ah, just let the book sit on the shelf. Just let it sit. We ain't got to finish it. Just let it sit, sit on the shelf for another five years. I'm asking you what 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 is in your heart to do that you're letting sit on the shelf. Right? What's in your heart that you just you just keep allowing to 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 lie dormant 
because you have a self-limiting belief about it and it's put you in a fixed mindset uh, state of being regarding that particular goal or objective you want to do. I'm encouraging you to give yourself permission to be free from those today, right? See, because over time, what's going to happen is you're going to find that you are able to approach new challenges with a more positive and resilient attitude. You're going to find out that the thing you didn't think you could do, not only did you do it, but you did it well and people loved it. It's going to give you a greater sense of achievement, of success and personal growth. And that small win is going to lead to another small win. It's going to lead to another win, to another win, to another win, and to another win. And I am telling you that you are far greater than what you have given yourself credit for. But you just got to learn to live in a place of having a growth mindset as, as opposed to a fixed mindset. Okay? All right. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm done for today. That's our Ed Talk. I do want to remind you. I do want to encourage you. If you have not signed up for Live Your Dreams on March 31st through April the 1st, it's going down right here in the city of Fayetteville. It's being hosted at the Fayetteville Town Center. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. There are expert speakers coming in from literally all over the country. People who know what they're talking about because they have lived it out. And yes, yours truly, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have an entire section that I've been, been, been honored uh, to ask to do. And, and I'm going to be giving some nuggets from my book talking about uh, how to take massive action. That book is coming out, as I said, at the end of April, the 1st of May. It's called Unstoppable. The art of taking massive actions to live out your dreams in reality. And I'm going to I'm going to give you some nuggets that I haven't shared anywhere else. Uh, but if you don't come to live your dreams, then you're just going to have to wait and buy the book. OK, and I hope you'll buy the book no matter what, because I believe I do have something in that book uh, that, that you want to hear. It's going to push you over the level to taking massive action. So listen, I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you so much. Enjoy your lunch break. For those of you that are on spring break, I hope you're enjoying spring break. I'm enjoying spring break. Uh, you know, this is just a good time to, to relax and refuel and re-energize. And listen, I will see you guys back here, uh, I believe it was on the 28th. Uh, I'll see you guys here on, on March 28th, next Tuesday. And so uh, looking forward to, to being with you again uh, here at Ed Talk with your boy, Pastor Strick. Not Ed, but Pastor Strick. God bless you guys so much. I'll see you later. Have a great week. Be blessed.